Matt and crew, thank you so much for leading us in that time of worship. What a great way to get a new year started. You know, I, I'm sitting here trying to think what it's hap what is happening on the other side of this camera. Um, I would imagine some of you, you're still in your pajamas and you're hatching slowly uh, from last night's celebration of the New Year's arrival. Some of you, you're looking forward to a day full of watching parades and football on television. Maybe some of you, you're taking down the last of the Christmas decorations before the start of a new week. Some of you are probably saying goodbye to family and friends who've been in town for a visit before they go on home. So whatever your day holds, I just uh, I want to thank you for taking the time to be with us here this morning. You know, it's not often that we have two major holidays on consecutive Sundays. Um, so we figured that with family and friends in town, with all of the holiday traditions and festivities that many families observe, and a number of other activities that seem to go with um, the end of the holiday season, we, um, we would not host services on our campus for the past two Sundays. And I, I hope that's been more of a gift to you than an inconvenience of any kind. I hope that everyone's had a wonderful holiday season, uh, Thanksgiving, Christmas, celebration of the new year, uh, certainly a lot of celebrations this time of year. And it's interesting that every time I try to celebrate the celebrations, I'm almost immediately reminded of the fact that holidays can be hard for some people, that um, they're not always the most wonderful time of the year, depending on your situation. Perhaps this was the first Christmas that you had without a loved one. Or maybe your family is facing some sort of financial hardship that made the holidays more difficult. Maybe some of you are facing some serious health issues that have just weighed heavily on your heart during this time. And um, to those of you who have walked through some difficult situations over the past several weeks, I just want to take the time to remind you that God is with you, and um, we will do anything that we can as a church family to be of help to you if you would just let us know. So let me share with you a few thoughts that I have um, here on our very first Sunday together of the new year. You know, I think, um, I think it's my observation that most preachers on their first Sunday of a new year, they almost always do some message related to New Year's resolutions. You know, New Year's resolutions with a spiritual spin. Sort of like New Year, New You with Jesus. Um, I'm not being critical of that approach. I've probably done that a few times myself, but it's not what I intend to do here today. Um, you know, I've shared, even just recently, I shared with you that there's this really simple prayer that I pray quite often as a, a pastor and as a teacher. And the prayer is this, God, what would you have me talk about today? So several weeks ago, in anticipation of uh, providing this service online, I I started praying that prayer. Lord, what would you have me share with our folks at the start of the new year? And um, spent a few days listening. I was actually driving in the car one afternoon when it sort of hit me what I recognized to be God's answers to my prayer. And um, what, I, what I discerned was three words. Interestingly, all three of the words began with the letter G. So I'm offering you the, the three G's 
three G's for 2023. And here's, here's what I'd like to share with you. Um, I invite you to use these three words as, um, as a way to reflect. It's a way to spend some time really thinking about your soul and what the new year might bring by way of your relationship with Jesus Christ and growing in that relationship. Um, in fact, let me, let me give you a little um, proposal to think about. Take, take a sheet of paper and divide it in half. One half would be 2022. On the other half would be 2023. And then maybe draw some lines, uh, some rows across those two columns, uh, three three rows that um, you could do some writing in over the next few minutes. Uh, I want to give you some exercises to do, not, not uh, push-ups or uh, deep knee bends. No time for that right now. Um, what I'd like to do is ask you to spend some time reflecting on some things about your walk with Christ. So um, the first word that came to mind when I was thinking about this message is the word gratitude. Gratitude. You know, God invites us as his children to be grateful. He wants us to appreciate the fact that in a relationship with him, we have a lot to be thankful for. The hope that our faith brings in turn grants us a, a more positive perspective on life and how it's going. In several places throughout the Bible, uh, Christians are even invited to be grateful when life is really difficult or disappointing. Knowing that through our faith, God can help change that situation into something that's positive, something that he can use to enrich our relationship with him. You know, one particular passage of scripture that suggests that gratefulness is actually um, a a wonderful attitude to have even when things are overwhelming is a passage that the Apostle Paul wrote in the book of Philippians. And uh, it's interesting, he wrote this passage of Scripture from prison while he was waiting to learn if, in fact, he might be killed for preaching the gospel. So his circumstances were incredibly overwhelming and very, very difficult. But in Philippians chapter 4, he writes this, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, every situation, by prayer and petition, and then here it is, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. So keeping in mind that God invites us to be grateful regardless of what might be unfolding in our life, let me ask you to do the first exercise. So looking back at the year 2022, which we just finished, I'd like you to spend some time reflecting on what are you most grateful for? What happened in the last year that you're thankful that it occurred, that it was a part of your experience in the previous year. So just take a few minutes and think about what am I grateful for as I reflect back on the year 2022? And then 
Looking forward, in anticipation of the year 2023, what is something that you might work on being grateful about in the coming year? What is something in your life right now that's maybe frustrating or disappointing or difficult that you might determine to meet head on with a spirit of gratitude? Maybe things at work right now are really, really difficult. Uh, maybe people that you work with, maybe your industry is just experiencing a hard time. What could you do to be more grateful about that situation? Or, or maybe it's, um, it's a health issue and you're scared. You're really concerned. What could you do to practice some gratitude regarding that situation? Maybe you're experiencing a difficult relationship right now with somebody, maybe your spouse, maybe one of your children, maybe some friends or members of your family. Um, how could you practice some gratitude? Because here's, here's what we've learned about gratitude is that it changes our attitude. The more grateful we are about something, the more uh, positive we can become about it. So I want to just encourage you with that first word of gratitude. What could you practice being more grateful about in the coming year? The, the second word is the word growth. And I want to talk about growth without it turning into some sort of a New Year's resolution discussion. It's no secret that at the heart of a Christian life is change. Uh, change is just another word for growth. And God invites and he instructs and he enables us for the change of growth. God invites us to change and to grow in our attitudes, negative attitudes becoming positive. He wants us to change our values, things that aren't important to him. He wants us to change attitudes toward things and values toward things that are important to him. He wants us to change perspectives and how we see other people and how we see our lives and how we see our world. He wants us to change behaviors and certainly he wants us to change habits that aren't healthy to our walk with him. So we're constantly challenged as Christians to consider growth as an important part of our spiritual journey. I'm reminded of a verse in uh, Paul's letter to the church at Colossae 
He writes this, We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of His will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives, so that you might live a life worthy of the Lord and please Him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, and here it is, growing in the knowledge of God. So we have an entire year ahead of us to pursue some new growth in our lives. So again, another exercise, this one in relationship to the word growth. Looking back at the year we've just completed, the year 2022, what is one area of your life that you might recognize as been an area of growth? Where have you changed this past year that, that you could celebrate, that you with the spirit of gratitude could Thank the Lord for the help he's given you to grow in this past year. What would that be? I don't care, regardless of how small it might have been. What's some progress that you could celebrate in your life over the previous year? And then, looking forward to the year 2023, what is an area of your life that you might consider a place where you could use some more growth? Where could you work on some change? And would you be willing to go into the new year with a commitment to pray about God being at work in your life to bring about change in an important area maybe of character or habit or belief or relationship? Where could you use some change in your life as an expression of growth in the coming year. brings us to the third word. The third word is grace. Now, I've been a pastor now for 35 years. I've been a preacher for about as long. And, you know, I feel like I have a pretty good vantage point on how Christians typically talk about their faith. I tend to spend a lot of time in that conversation. It seems like there's only two ways that most Christians ever talk about grace. Uh, first, we talk a lot about God's grace toward us. And secondly, we talk a lot about us being gracious to other people. And both of those are really, really important expressions of our faith. I'm not diminishing those in any way. But when I was thinking about preparing this message and listening to what it is that I sense God was saying to me regarding the prayer, what would you have me talk about? 
I thought there was a particular expression of grace that he was leading me toward. And this is an expression of grace that we don't talk a lot about. And that is grace toward ourselves. We talk a lot about God's grace toward us. We talk a lot about giving other people grace. But what about giving ourselves more grace? You know, two years ago, a, a good friend of mine and I, we were working together on preparing for a really, really difficult race. And um, we were kind of sharing our journey with each other. So we would send each other emails or we'd call each other on the phone or text messages about the different challenges of trying to get ready for this big race. And um, my friend used to be a coach. And so he just hears things differently than perhaps um, I might hear them. And it was interesting in one of our phone calls, I was being critical of, of the way I was going about um, my training. And he made a really interesting observation to me. He said, you know, Paul, you're one of the most gracious people I've ever met. Like you're so generous in giving grace to others. But I feel like you don't give yourself nearly the same amount of grace that you give other people. And I thought that was really, really um, instructive. That we don't give ourselves a whole lot of grace. And yet, when we understand God's relationship to us, our entire relationship with him is defined by grace. So the grace that we give ourselves is actually a manifestation of the grace that God gives us. I mean, just, just listen to some of these passages of Scripture that we read about God and his relationship with us. Romans chapter 3. For all of us have sinned, all fall short of the glory of God, and all of us are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. That's Romans chapter 3. Romans chapter 8. Therefore, there's now no condemnation to those who are in a relationship with Christ Jesus. Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. There's no condemnation. God's only relationship toward us now is through grace. Hebrews chapter 4 tells us this, Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Over and over and over again, the Bible describes that the way God relates to us as his sons and daughters is always an expression of grace. And so I, I think to myself, if God relates to me with grace, why can't I relate to myself with that same grace? Why don't you relate to yourself with more grace? Why is it that shame and guilt continue to plague us in our understanding of, of our own selves? Well, I, I think there's a reason for that is that most of us are still very much on some kind of a performance plan to earn God's love and to earn God's forgiveness. God invites us to an understanding of grace. Roman tells us that we stand in grace. So as we look at this attribute of grace, 
and the ways that it's typically discussed, I'd like to challenge you for this coming year to think about it in terms of your experience with grace, grace toward yourself. So here's the exercise. Um, as you look back at 2022, um, where could you offer yourself some grace? All of us can look over the last year and think of things that we did that we're maybe not proud of. We could probably rehearse a few times that we failed. We could probably um, identify areas of our life where we refuse to really surrender to Christ and we continue in our patterns of sin. And I'm not, I'm not asking you to just dismiss the seriousness of that, but I am, I am inviting you to maybe consider giving yourself some grace, that we all fail. We all mess up. We all make poor choices from time to time. But God's grace is sufficient for those sorts of habits in our life. So then looking forward to 2023, um, what would it take for you to approach the new year with the determination to give growth your very best shot to work diligently at trying to make some changes in your life in relationship to your walk with Christ with the assurance that there's plenty of grace to go around in the event that you come up short or you drop the ball or you get tripped up or you make some mistakes or you just don't do it as well as you wish you would have. How could you give yourself more grace in the coming year? Those are the three G's. Gratitude, growth, grace. And I invite you, as we anticipate a whole brand new year ahead of us, to take these three words with us over the next 12 months and ask ourselves, can I learn to be more grateful? What can I do to grow? And how could I give myself more grace in the year ahead? I hope, I hope this is something uh, helpful to think about, and um, we'll look forward to how God might use these thoughts in your life in the coming year. So I look forward to being together again with all of you uh, next week, January the 8th, as we get back to services on campus. I'm also excited to uh, share with you that on January the 15th, I'm going to begin a new series of messages around the topic of spending time with Jesus. 
And I want to tackle a question that I get asked a lot, and that is, how in the world do you have a relationship with someone that you can't see? So if you're interested in something like that, I'd love to have you join us for the start of that new series. Again, thank you for being with us today, and I hope that you have a really, really wonderful new year. Before we close, um, I'd like to ask if you'd bow your head with me and let's, let's pray together. Our Father in heaven, thank you so much for this last year and the experiences and the adventures and the challenges that came with it. Father, we thank you for the ways that you have been faithful to us in the year 2022. You've provided for our needs. You've helped us when we've asked for it. You've loved us all the way through it. And we're just grateful for what it means to be in a relationship with you. And Father, as we anticipate this new year, the opportunities that it presents, I pray, Father, that you would help us, that you would help us to go through this next year with a heart of gratitude, that we would really learn to be thankful for what it is to be in a relationship with you through whatever life may present as challenges. God, thank you for the invitation for us to grow, to change, to become more like your son, Jesus. And we ask for your help with that. God, I also, I also pray that as we rest in your grace, that we would learn how to give grace to ourselves, to understand that from time to time we will fail. We will mess up. We will make poor choices. We won't always have it together. And I pray, Father, that we might live in the security and the comfort of knowing that you always relate to us in grace. So, Father, thank you for your love. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray. Amen.